I'm Danny Kelly, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And from now until the draft, we are turning our feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show to talk all things draft with me, Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and search the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my birdie buddies, you've done it. This is Fairway Rollin'. The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joining me as he does every week, our incomparable accomplice, the PGA Tour correspondent boots on the ground. Nathan Hubbard, this week is a special week. We are really trying to make some sense out of what to expect out of this upcoming major championship. There's a lot of weirdness associated with this thing, so we had to get weird with our guest, our beloved Brendan Porath from the fried egg and the shotgun start is on helping us navigate all of the storylines. It's a three ball to get started, and then Nate Dogg and I try and run through some picks for you at the Texas Open help steer you towards a little return on investment. But let's get the three pegs in the ground. We're all going to tee off at the same time because that's how we do it when we get excited for the Masters. Let's go. All right, my birdie buddies, we are quickly approaching one of the weirdest moments in the history of professional golf and its, its major championships. Uh, and as such, we had to get somebody up to the task to help us make sense out of the weird. You know him. He's a co-host of one of my favorite golf podcasts, Shotgun Start, writer and editor for the Fried Egg and New York Times, Brendan Porath. Welcome back to Joe, Fairway Rolling. Thank you, Nathan, Joe. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be here as we uh, the first men's major of the season kind of bears down on us. So thank yeah, you for having well, me. Let's... Um, Let's talk about the unfinished business uh, from the weekend. Unlike the college basketball, the final four in the match play was scintillating. But but just like the hoops, the finalists uh, ended up being, you know, not the blue bloods that everybody might have been rooting for. And yet it still had its own uh, allure. I enjoyed uh, all of it. H how are you feeling about the way the very last match play in Austin at least for the foreseeable future, played out. 
Uh, it was amazing. It was an, it was kind of indicative of the PGA Tour golf this year, right? Through this first quarter. And and I know it's pretty simple and obvious to say like the best players played well, like no, no shit, like the best players, they play good golf, but like that doesn't always happen at the match play. And it doesn't happen at a lot of these events where, well, a, they're all together. That's the whole new deal with this designated events thing. And they've kind of been delivering on the promise of the, of this restructured and reimagined tour. The best guys showed up the match play. We know can be fickle and not necessarily representative of the largest sample size of who's a great golfer, who's better than the the next man uh, on tour, but they all delivered more or less through, you know, John Rahm didn't make it out, but a lot of those guys went five and oh, that we saw on Sunday, they played great matches up until the finals, which, you know, were kind of a, kind of a dud, but you can't, you know, that's not going to take too much away from the entire week. And I just think it was indicative of, the kind of tour golf we've seen all year, both non-designated, designated events. It's been like a really great year for the PGA Tour product. But so, Brendan, why are we killing this thing? What is the future of both this golf course, which showed out pretty well? I mean, yeah. we had some. We had we were on fifty nine watch a couple of times. It's hard to say because all these putts are given and whatever. But right. why are we killing the match play event? Is it just because it's so much darn golf? And by the time we had Scheffler and Rory ostensibly for a lot of marbles, even though it was the consolation match, it felt a little anticlimactic. They seemed to be a little tired and it didn't quite have the oomph as some of the earlier rounds. What's what's the future here? I don't think anyone has a really great answer for that. Uh, even even this week, uh, Garrett Morrison for our newsletter tried to dig in over the weekend. We were hitting up people about the tour. No one seems I, I asked around like people in both media and the tour like there are a couple explanations, but I wouldn't say there's a good answer. If you can like make that distinction, uh, a that started with like a venue issue. So like Austin played hardball and, and didn't want to, you know, want a little bit more money and a little bit more for their troubles. Dell, you know, wasn't super as committed as they wanted it to be for a title sponsor. The hmm. WGCs are going away as an entity with the designated event. So it's like this combination of factors, but none of them should have been overriding enough we saw that intel would like you know they had other title sponsors that would pump in the money and and ace austin decided to play ball with the terms of the tour the tour is saying that you know there's just not room for it in the new designated event structure which is like really unfortunate because a the court i mean it's a major metropolitan area in the united states now growing area obviously a great course that showed out wonderful for for match play golf and it's a format switch up that has to be on tour. It's like the original way that golf was played. And can you satisfy sponsors doing it, you know, 10 times a year or maybe even more than once? No, but like it distinguishes itself by that format. And I think that could be attractive to a title sponsor just sticking out that way instead of being yet another 72 hole stroke play event. But there's not a good answer. We're not in the business here at Fairway Rolling of um, giving the tour the benefit of the doubt. But (laughs) I will say um, it does feel like for 2024, it was simply a victim of everybody running around with the house on fire and trying to put it out with buckets and the designated event structure uh, and landing on a schedule with a cadence that made sense for the events they knew that they had to get across the goal line. For 24, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. We need to hear over the course of of this year into next year that match play will be returning to the schedule, will be returning to the calendar. I would love it to be back at Austin. I would love for there to be a way. I mean, uh, of all of the Texas events, all all respect to Colonial, all due respect to Colonial, this one's got juice. Like, yeah. and I very yeah. much I hope that it's attractive enough to a sponsor to see the Wednesday through Sunday. It is clearly exhausting. And the guys all come off the golf course saying, especially on, on Sunday, God damn, it's exhausting. But uh that's like a feels like to me a minor price to pay. You have the exposure that runs Wednesday to Sunday for a sponsor. We we just have to have a version of this, and and I'm hoping and 2025 it'll be back in austin because it's a it's a great city a great american city and the the golf course showed out so well yeah they didn't make it easy on them some of these like wgc firestone it kind of like the post tiger 
heyday, it started to fizzle, right? Despite all the money and despite the history there, it just got a little sleepy. That one went out with a bang. It's like, why? It did not make it easy on the tour. They didn't give them any layups of, okay, I can do without this. It was like an amazing event locked in. It was great for gambling, like all the head to heads. And you know, that's an integral part of what the tour and everyone's doing. Like it's, it's really suits itself to that. All the head to head matchups and daily betting you can do. So I, I just, I think match Austin, it seems like they're probably done with the Austin country club. That seems like yeah. the hardest piece of the puzzle, but I would hope match play would be reincarnated somewhere on the schedule. Again, it's hard to figure out when is it later in the year? Is it earlier? Um, and, it just feels like a, a title sponsor would want to come in with a lot of cash for, for something that's so unique on the schedule. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what we learned this week. Cam Young has been on the radar since he came up on tour, but he really, at least for me, it was the 18th hole at St. Andrews last year uh, where you said, okay, th- this is a dog and he is going to hunt And he's going to get a win. He now has a collection of top threes that most players on tour would die for. He does not have a win. This week uh, was a return to form that we sort of have expected. He'd been pretty weak in the beginning part of the year. He just had not not had as good of a run as possible. It takes over Webb's caddy, Baltasori. What do you make of what we saw from Cam Young? Is there reason to be concerned about him getting to the mountain and actually winning is this a is this a Tony Finau perpetually you know top top ten Tony before he became Top Gun Tony situation, or do you think this is just it's hard to win a golf tournament? He's got a caddy who's brought him back to form, and it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to say he's not going to win. It's really hard to doubt him and say this is a top ten Tony until we see a, this repeated over and over again. He won a ton. Uh, he won a ton on the Corn Ferry Tour. This is a guy who's like not just bag top tens. I know Corn Ferry Tour is different than winning a WGC or a major championship. He's won in the past. Even all golf tournaments are hard to win at whatever level you're at, and and so we've seen him win. I just think it's probably closer to maybe like a Scotty Scheffler situation where Scheffler didn't win mm-hmm. for a while there. I'm not suggesting he's going to go on that kind of heater and, and become the very yeah. best player in the world, but um, even Scheffler had that. For a while, right? Guy who won a bunch on the Corn Ferry Tour, and it took him a bit, a lot of top fives, top tens before he broke through in Phoenix last year. It feels like Cam Young could be on a similar trajectory to getting that first win. I don't think he's going to bag like four and sixty days, but and and you have that sort of symmetry with the caddy deal, right? Paul, Paul Tesori split with Webb Simpson, probably a good move on Paul Tesori's point. Uh, uh, yeah, this point do, do you Webb's think that career. that's what this was? Do you think this was Cam subtly reaching out to Paul? Or do you think that the split was happening between Webb and Paul and Cam with his you know, relative underperformance in the first part of the year was ready for a switch? Yeah, I think he was probably ready for a switch. He switched last year. He seems to have some sort of like a little bit of unsettled uh, bagman issues here in the last 18, 18 months. He's kind of mixed it up a few times. And for Paul Tesori's I mean, him and Webb are incredibly close and have a long, successful history, but Cameron Young's the more promising horse at this point, right? He's younger. He's, you know, making a lot more money on tour. Not that Webb is, is you know, a hack at this point. But uh, I do think there's a symmetry there with the Scheffler-Ted Scott thing, right? Where an older caddy, and I know that's like, that could become a crutch, like an easy talking point on, on TV and broadcast. Like, oh, the caddy means so much to him. I don't know, walking with them at the players, Scheffler at the players on like Thursday, and, and I would be skeptical of assigning too much weight to that kind of thing. I was like, holy shit, like this matters a ton for Scheffler. Yes. While Rom and Roy were, you remember, they didn't play it's too great. Rom eventually WD, but there was just like a downer angst about the whole group. And Scheffler, Ted Scott, like has him in like the best mental headspace. And I feel like Tesori could do similar. For, for someone like yeah. Cam Young, who's I mean, so close. The caddy could be the difference, right? Between he's Yeah, he's got one fewer uh, uh, top two finish, sorry, second place finish, runner-up finish, than he does miss cuts on tour. Right. I mean, this is how close he's been. It does, it is, I mean, I think we're one or two away from saying, does he not have the killer instinct? Is there something? I mean, I thought he would, based on the way that he played in the one beginning part two. of the week, just making birdie after birdie. That he was going to blow it out. He's what? he's like let's let him play. He's a kid. <laughs> let's let's let him yeah. play a little bit. One or two more. You're 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 such a stickler 
for for I a, just want to uh, see him go stud. get You're it. A stickler for a stud. Well, I I mean I want to see him close. He kind of went thing. and got it. He beat Rory in extra in extra holes. I know. So why couldn't he? That's pretty box good. Out Sam Burns for crying out loud. He lost six and five. Yeah, Burns is kind of the other side of that. Won five times, and you know they're not too dissimilar in age. But he's kind of the other side. He is the guy who's bagging wins. I, That's I don't know. Cam, my point. Yeah, Cam's like this modern player, right? He rips it or some foul balls, and he's got to get hot with the putter, which he did this week. Let's make sure we give some flowers to Sam Burns. Um, it took yeah. us, you know, six minutes. Which six minutes on Cam Young? <laughs> I mean, he he did win the tournament. He did so in dominant fashion. He stared right down his buddy Scotty Scheffler. Now, I do think, in some respect, it was kind right. of a benefit for him to to have Scheffler yes. and 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 not Rory. But still, he 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 made the shots. He made the putts. Um, and and he went into the the final and and took it down. Uh, in in golf stud fashion, and this is one of those events, um, BP, that you know this is a true notch in your belt, right? This one, the players, we don't give them major status, but it is you, you you're putting yourself into rarefied air by winning um, this this match play thing, right? Yeah, I mean he's got he's got a couple of Valspars, which is like that's a professional event. It's not WGC match play. It probably takes a little more a little more work, a little more good. Good fortune too to win it. Uh, but right. yeah, he's won a couple of Valspars, a Sanderson. This is uh and it, it wasn't like he backed backed his way in. He beat a Scheffler, he beat uh, a hot Cam Young, made like eight birdies in ten holes, was dominant in pool play. This wasn't like some sort of he got a good draw or lucky break, you know, snuck through right. the bracket. Uh, it was like a macho win, and it's something that's indicative of like a really, really strong player. Yes, exactly. Do you think? Do you think as Monahan steps back now, we're through this first part of the season? It all sort of leads up to the Masters. There's not much that could have gone better this spring, or, or, or winter into spring, is there? I mean, this this first part of the season has gone as well as it possibly could have. Yes, it's. it's I'm gonna. It, I want to go interrupt ahead. because I want to make sure because I loved it so much. You and Andy doing this, everything from Monahan's perspective went was going so well. Nate, that he got onto his his private jet and went down to Punta Cana and took an ass whipping. <laughs> yeah, I mean so everything a, except for talking to this to the to the second tier guys. That constituency yeah. is probably not super thrilled with him. The, the opposite <laughs> field event uh, that that's I admire him going into that players meeting is probably a, a not super friendly environment. But yes, it's, <laughs> but for are you guys as friends sympathetic to that though at all as fans? To Monahan having to deal with that, I'm, or or to, to to the second the opposite field event guys yeah. at this point. No, yeah, no. I'm not either. I think they have no. to understand it was survival, and you know there's there's a lot of money for them to make uh, playing golf, and some of these are are individuals have been around for a while and are pounding the table, and like it's hard to tell these guys like, and it's cold, but like, you're not bringing a lot of value to these purses or to the business. Um, you're useful, like the tour, you, you are a part of the tour and you're, you're a critical part, but like, you're not bringing the value and, and it's hard to, it's yeah, hard, it's, cold, hard truth to tell them, I guess. And, and some of them, but yeah, around it's it, kind of, they're kind reality. of like blockbuster video. It's like the world has changed dudes. We gotta, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, this, this Q one's been like, it, it's been perfect for the tour. As I've said, Live is the one that had to dramatically improve and bolster its product. For and, sure. And the tour is the one that's come back here in this year and dramatically improved and bolstered its product more than anything, right? And I'm not suggesting like they could have stood pat either, but like the one organization that's really shined this year is the PGA Tour. And a lot of that's just the way it's been structured, the way some of it's maybe good fortune with who's played well at which events. But just having this depth, and this has always been the the looming question of the post-Tiger era. Like, Tiger's, you know, once-in-a-generation thing, uh, even more than that. Like, that's just not replicable. You're never going to go to the boom times, but what's, like, a suitable sort of bridge? And, and having this depth at the top with a couple stars, Rory, Rom, Scheffler kind of interchanging, and that's what you want. Right. And now they're getting them in the same spot. So we've had all of these uh, rumors and 
really tin hat conspiracy theories about the NFL being scripted. But House, <laughs> if I gave you million to one odds, but you had to bet $500 that there's been some finger on the scale scripted part of this first part of the season, would you bet that? Of course. Because million okay, to one odds. Yeah. yeah. Now, 500 bucks is that that's that's past my my pain threshold. But at a million dollars, I mean, a million to one. Those are fantastic. A hundred thousand to one. With 500 bucks, I would do it for 100 bucks. Yeah. That's that's like, you know, that's like two two DoorDash meals. Like if I order two Popeye's DoorDashes, <laughs> that's 100 bucks for me. Popeye's DoorDash. That's I do 50 bucks a pop when I when oh, I order God. Popeye's. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's amazing. Box, the box this is of, what I'm trying to do is the box of 18 is scope, a lot. Yeah. Scope your conviction around both Popeye's and also the potential tour conspiracy. It's it's really been wonderful. I love it so much because it sets us up perfectly for exactly why Brett Porath is here today. Let's get weird. Yes. I mean, we really are in this moment. And the segue is beautiful because we're talking about how crucial this juncture is for Liv. Liv has to, to be a, a viable product, be an interesting television show. And so far, it's been a terrible television show. But... For the first time in, in history, we have guys from that television show coming up against guys from the television show that we've all been watching and enjoying for the for the for the most part. And I can't think of anything like it in terms of like the the field is 88 guys for the Masters. 18 of those guys are the live guys. So damn near, you know, a, a quarter of the field, 20% of the field, give or take. I can't do the math fast enough in my head. That's why I would lose that bet. But you guys get the point. Brendan, uh, you know, and in some ways, I love to be overly dramatic. It does feel like yes, a you do. moment for the lives. I do love it. It really feels like a make or break for the lives. How do you mean make or break? It feels like a, it feels like their first moment of relevance this year. I mean, unless you're turning in, tuning into uh, the crooked cat, whatever they're playing at crooked cat, Orange County National this week in Orlando, which is just ideal master's prep. You, you want to be doing 54 hole shotguns in, in central Florida. But I, what do you mean make or break masters? Um, we have been Good question. over the course of, of, of this season positing that they there needs to be something about those guys and the way that they're playing that is compelling. I, I, I love golf. I love yeah. professional golf. I have loved many of those guys on that tour. I don't give a shit about watching that. It's not a no. good television product. It's not a television show. I don't have Cam infinite Smith time. won the last major that we played. Right. Exactly. But he sucked so far this year. We have no so context. We have no context for how no he's context. played since then, right? I mean, I, right. I know it's 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 not that long ago, but what, yeah, so so what are you suggesting, House? That like, like they have to show out a still co highly competitive golfers in a major setting? Most of them, it, several. It feels like it's kind of important. It feels like the viability of of that product kind of hinges on this moment where they're going to have oodles and uh, oodles and oodles of of ample airtime. You're not going to get airtime that's like this. It's the best airtime. It's Tiger airtime for Christ's sakes. <laughs> So all these dudes can be on television. The biggest problem thus far is they're on, you know, uh, half television. They're not on full television. That was the problem last year. They weren't on television at all. Now they're on half television. They're going to be on real TV now. Is it going to be interesting? Are they going to be good? This is why I have you here, my friend. I, I think, like, it's hard to say, right? I mean, it's hard to because they have zero context for how competitive what kind of competitive golf they're playing, right? And, and I expect Dustin Johnson to play well and Cameron Smith to play well. Uh, do I? Am I less certain of that than than I am Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm and, and Rory McIlroy, Cameron Young? Yeah, because I, I just don't know what kind of competitive reps they have. And you, it's hard to just show up. Everybody talks about this. Tiger talks about this. Tiger says that's the biggest issue he's going to have going forward is playing, you know, three, four times a year. Like, it does matter. Rest matters, but reps matter just as much. And I, 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 they're playing some like Bermuda grass crooked cat course, and they've played, you know, in Tucson, you know, in Mayakoba. 
And that's been it. And there's really no understanding of, of how well they've done, right? I mean, it's it's hard to gauge if they're they can be competitive as 72 hole stroke play event. I I expect the, uh, their best guys to be well to play well, but like you said, it's pretty critical cuz they're irrelevant. Their competitions are are largely irrelevant now. And this is a moment of relevance on stage. I I feel like if it was winning a major alone that was going to move eyeballs, it would have happened when Cam Smith went to live. It didn't move eyeballs. So the only way that it will change the narrative is if a live guy wins and the media spins it up and actually creates the demand and the interest. Because I think on a standalone basis, a golf fan watching this still won't go, well, I'm going to click away from the PGA Tour to go catch this guy beat up on old European golfers in, you know, on the live tour. But I, 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 it is a little bit, to me, um, uh, interesting, Brendan, because if we do look over there, there's not, you know, you've, Danny Lee is winning golf tournaments. Cam Smith is not winning golf tournaments right now. We do have a few measures, don't we, of how they're playing? Like when Chucky Three Sticks yes. and Danny Lee are winning events over Kepka and Mickelson and Bryson and Dustin, it, it, is it that they don't care? Is it that their games are slipping? Do you have any measure of that in your mind right now? I, it feels like some of them, you know, Bryson particularly, is barely like a competitive golfer, professional golf. He's more like a YouTuber and doing other things, other interests. But yes, like the big issue for Liv is, I don't know, since maybe that DJ Neiman playoff, what was that, Boston last year? Like they, they haven't really had these stars that they're paying so much money compete. My, my colleague Andy talks about how some of the venues, like this is the least of their problems. Venues aren't really rewarding their kind of players, like the big bombers. It's allowing a Chucky three sticks, like these tight desert type courses to, to kind of uh, ball strike his way uh, and beat up on a Phil who's just ripping it all over the desert and can't keep up. Uh, but yeah, th- they haven't played particularly well, even within these team 54 hole settings. And so I, I don't know how you can come in with any amount of confidence and think they're as well-prepared or well-suited for this Masters than the guys who've played three, four designated events and a few other events on, on the PGA Tour. It, it just It's impossible to suggest that. So what would we say is the very best possible outcome from the live perspective? Is it like going one through five and Phil wins? Phil wins the Masters. Out of, out of, and then Cam Smith finishes second. DJ finishes third. Kepka finishes fourth. And Patrick Reed, who we who we we can't we can't give him the the flowers. Well, he can finish fifth. That's fine. Is that the best case scenario? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, the best that that's like fantasy land. Let's like yes. be honest. No, I, I mean, of the, course, I know. The, I know. The the Masters field is eighty eight, so it's small. Like it's set up to get. It's set up more than the other majors, but to get a like a dynamite leaderboard, right? Because of we're starting eighty eight, we're cutting down, and and it's it's hard to get a bunch of lawn shots uh, in the mix. The leaderboard's going to be strong almost no matter what. But I think their best case scenario is a winner, right? I mean, it's it's a Cam, winner. it's Cam or DJ. I don't think Phil is, is really, even though he's played well here. And House is riding age. for for Joaquin Neiman. I I really am. I I, I I'm strong on Neiman. I think that's so. That's the that he's like sort of Stupid. the unicorn. That's what you'd think. You'd think that's dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Even I mean, he hasn't done a ton in majors yet, right? I mean, he hasn't played a a, a, t- a decade on tour, but he's like the live unicorn, right? The guy who was had his whole young career in front of him. He was a top player in the game at the time that he left. He wasn't one of these guys who's aged out or, or just needed the cash. Um, he's sort of the live unicorn, and you know he and Cam Smith. I think going forward, if this live still continues, are your continued best options at these majors. Neiman's a good Neiman's a good option if you're selecting from the live cohort. What is your sense for the actual degree of animosity that exists right now? I thought it had started to die down, but yeah. then when you go out and see all the live bots and the accounts that are just raking Rory McIlroy, that are you know saying. Pat Perez is a top five golfer in the world. Like it's just, yeah. they're absolutely trying to poke the bear right now. The masters we think of as tradition and respect and 
all of it, it, it we'll get to the champions dinner, which is going to be the weirdest and most awkward dinner since I don't know. Yeah. Probably house's last family reunion, but, but the, 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 do you think that the level of animosity is, is going to be high here to the extent to which it makes parts of this week uncomfortable for some of the guys? Yes, because there, there's two, two things here. There's the move to live. And then there was like the underlying people who went anyways, like they were already pretty, a lot of them divisive figures, uh, controversial red asses, guys who roll their eyes at them on the range and things like that. So like they were already a little, some of them were guys who stirred the pot. So I think that animosity really exists. We have got Fred couples at a champions tour event calling Phil Mickelson a nutbag. And that was like a week ago. And now they got to have dinner, <laughs> you know, next week. Like that's pretty like intense stuff. And, and Sergio's telling Fred, he needs to shut up. I earned my spot in that dinner. So I think the animosity absolutely exists. It depends on which guy, right? I mean, it's a, I mean, Scotty, right? Like the most gentlemanly, like God fearing and loving man is going to be at the head of the table trying to just like mediate a civil war. (laughs) Well, at least he came up with an Applebee's menu. I mean, at least he came (laughs) right down the the middle. Um, Cheeseburgers. I I, I do like. Yeah, well, right, right. Sliders and firecracker shrimp, and you know, <laughs> like, there's got to be some kind of nacho. It's um, beef chase with beef, cheeseburgers, and prime rib. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Go ahead. <laughs> Last tinfoil question. Last tinfoil question. Um, do you think that any of the guys, the 18 live guys, because we we've we've set this up they need something to make that tour an interesting television show do you think that that any of them in the interest of of creating you know drama furor storylines because you know we've long maintained on this podcast the whole point of the the lawsuit is not to win the lawsuit the point of the lawsuit is to be in the news once a week and they were very successful with that last year a little less yeah. so now because it, it doesn't have the same momentum. But if the point is to catch eyes and and we know like the character of the lives that all the golf villains are over there now. Like I don't even know who you would say is is the biggest villain on the PGA tour at this moment. That would be a fun conversation to have. But uh do you think that any of these guys again, this is crackpot stuff I'm talking here, but anybody gonna do something, act out in, in, in a way to to grab headlines and stuff, or is it the risk of of uh, credibility impairment too high, and we're starting to get a WWE storyline. Yeah, here. I kind of yeah, like yeah. that. You damn Nate right. Was offering me a, a million to one odds, a little extra bonus money from uh, Yasser <laughs> to to go like start mixing it up and and turn. I feel like Augusta might be a bad place to do that, but <laughs> they have the characters who might go on a limb and try to stir it up. Patrick Reed who's been in the building and been there. You know, they they did the tea thing at Dubai with Rory. That's happened. Jason Kokrak, Sergio. Like, they have the guys to do it. I mean, as someone who loves gifts from the content gods like this, I would be a big proponent of, of adding a little spice to the pre-tournament, pre-tournament days in Augusta. Um, I just feels like that's the one. It's it's amazing. You go to some of these events, right? And they ask you, like, uh, can you come talk to the press or can you do this? Can you do that? And they're like, hell no. I do. I, I'm done. I'm pissed. I just shot 76. The green cuts ask you to do something and you do it. They show up. These guys talk to the press. They they follow all these rules that when other weeks they might be telling Jay Monahan to go, you know, F off, pound sand. Uh I feel like there's a certain reverence, whether you agree with it or not, that they don't they they don't act out too much at Augusta National. Uh, but the live guys have have the, the some of the the characters who might do it. I, I just don't see it coming this week, as much as I would love it at the Masters. Well, Brendan, I don't know that we're going to get a chance to speak with you on this pod before the event itself. So, as we come out of match play. And I think if it had been for first and second, we might be making more of the Rory Scheffler match. But uh, we've had a very clear run of three really great golfers who are have separated themselves from the pack. Uh, if you are betting today, who, who's your guy who's going to win the Masters? 
Can I go with Rory McIlroy? Can I root for the root for the story? Uh, prior to this week, I was a little dubious, right? He's tinkering with equipment. He's missing cuts at the players. Wasn't really a factor um, in Phoenix or Riv. Um, it feels like the I oh God, I've said this since like 2011. It feels like Rory's moment. I'm still like stunned from the Patrick Reed uh 28th. Like I that that's disappointed me forever what following that on Sunday. Uh it really feels like Scotty's like probably the proper pick given consistency and form and, and just doesn't make mistakes ever, really. Um, but it feels like Rory McElroy's the water. Maybe that's a little bit of heart and head coming together. And, and I think like he showed again this week why why you know he was number one in the world as soon as as recent as this year. So so Rory's the guy that stands out for me. But there's so many. Jason Day is playing well again. That's another like long shot, obviously longer shot. Uh, really has his form again and played well at Augusta National many times over the years. But for me, Rory's the one that kind of jumps off the page, and it's a mix of head and heart. And, and I've probably been burned too many times that I should have should find you know just go with the safe pick for Scotty. Probably not the value talking from a betting perspective, but but Rory's the guy for me that, that completes the slam after this last year. And 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 really in view of the last, you know, nine to twelve months of Rory's life, right. Uh a true capper to, you know, his stature in, in the game and what he he did in terms of of being the face of of uh, a reinvigorated tour. Obviously, we're Rory Truthers here, so he he seems like honestly. I, I walked with him quite a bit at the players, uh, talked to him a little bit, but also watched him from afar. Like he seems like entirely one hundred percent, thousand whatever percent comfortable with who he is, like as a person, as a golfer. Even when he's not playing well, like making fun of himself, doesn't care, doesn't care a whole lot of like who's talking what about him. He seems like entirely, and that's not always been the case. Like he's been a little like surly or he's been a little sensitive or he's been a little in his own head, especially about the masters, always kind of figuring out what's the right approach to the masters. But he seems so entirely comfortable with who he is as both like a person now older with family and as a, as a professional golfer. And why wouldn't he be? He's been number one in the world this year. I, I was shocked at how much he was just, fine making fun of himself and going even just like totally everything's out there on the table just not sensitive at all so i think he's really in a good space well uh it was my not so bold prediction when the with, at the beginning of the year that rory was going to win the, win the masters nathan <laughs> was merciless in making fun of me because he knows what a sap i am yeah um yes. so it, and it's deserved it's it's fine i'm ready for him to win the masters i thought that i was ready for him to win the open championship. And I thought that would be a pivotal sure. moment. Right. And it, and it would have been, it would have been, you know, the all at the, at the, at the birthplace of golf, winning the 150th competing of the open championship, that, that would have been cool. Um, but yep. I'll accept him at this moment, winning it, at this juncture of, of where the tour sits. I'll accept that as, as, uh, the, the, you know, feather in his cap, uh, at this stage of his career, if that's yeah. okay. And while I'd say it's like the game's really deep, like the the guys who've really been doing it, a, a lot of guys have been sort of up and down this year. Like JT's not playing great. Colin Morikawa is great at Kapalua, yeah. but it's been kind of hit or miss. It, and so like Rory, Rob, and Scheffler. And hey, Dacky's playing San Antonio for some reason. I saw that. What's going on there? He With just a WD'd. neck injury. Yeah, he pulled out because of the injury. So maybe it's like an injury, but he needs to to, to knock off the rust. I was shocked it's by a that. Very weird choice. Yeah, it's an odd choice, but well, maybe it, maybe it'll be one of these things like you know Thursday morning Hideki's on a flight to Augusta, but he's yeah, there he, getting he's getting the reps, he's getting the practice. You know, it is a it is a TPC after all, right? Right. It's speed's been up and down too. So a lot of these top yeah. like while it's deep, the most consistent guys in an eighty-eight man field: Scheffler, Rahm, and Rory. They they it's it's they say it's like they among the easiest events to win, right? Because you start with a small group. You don't have all these guys, these long shot qualifiers that get hot or, or these, you know, 88th in the world who can shoot, go 66, 66. So, uh, I do, I love Roy Raman Scheffler. I know that's very obvious to say <laughs> it's like the most basic stuff, but they but have been, but the it's most not this. Yeah. And, and this is what we wanted out of this first part of the season was a filtering mechanism 
to help determine who those guys are. And that's definitely what happened here. Now we want to see them go do it in the majors. There will be an incredibly compelling storyline if any one of those guys wins. Scheffler defending, Rory completing the Grand Slam, and Rom finally getting a major. I mean, this is probably the, the most under-majored player that we've got on tour right now. If, if you think about it, he's, he's, it's, it's been a while since the U.S. Open at this point. Like, it's time. Rom's got to get one of these this year, I think, or it, or it starts to get in his head in the way that JT told us it was in his head until he, he finally took down the, the uh, PGA last year. I wonder if that like filtering mechanism is is maybe going to be the majors to the majors benefit, right? Where like the best players are more battle tested in like high pressure and, and against each other situations. Like like House your NBA tends to deliver on this, right? The number one seeds and the the stars, like the super like the top three players in the game often advance their teams. Like I wonder if we get a little bit more not predictability, but delivering upon that because of the filtering that, that Nathan talked about. Well, and it has really been um, stark in view of of you know what we're skeptical about with the live guys, right? We we each of each time we see these down to the wire um, moments with guys coming through in, in the clutch, like Max Homa. The reps for Homa this year have been like out, outrageous, and and you know mm-hmm. the, the obviously. The top three guys. Like, you know, w- w- what's the saying? Uh, fire. What? What? What is it? Fire. Steel. There's something in there. The where where your your the pressure. Half of, Mary kill. <laughs> that's that, that's we we do that when we see Paulina on the ropes on on, on <laughs> down there in Augusta. Um. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll skip over it. Yes, I do th- think the pressure matters. Um, Brendan. Speaking of storylines, you're headed down. Uh, I don't want to get you in trouble at, at, at home, but you're headed down to Augusta in, in only a handful of days. I know you guys have lots of content, the shotgun start, you and Andy and the fried egg, um, both the, the um, podcast and the written content and the, the TFE club, right? Yeah, we have we've got the club TFE launched this week uh, or this year, I should say. Uh, we'll be down there. So we got a couple people going to uh, the women's amateur this week, and then we'll be down there. Uh, Saturday to Monday, full like nine to 10 days, writing, podcasting, Club TFE. It's it's like a membership program. kind of helps us kind of do some of these trips, support the content and, and what we kind of are, are writing from these, from on site at a lot of these events. So yeah, we'll be there podcasting, writing, probably hanging out, tr- trying to talk to some players. And, and Eating egg salad. Enjoying the masters. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that 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 media center really corrupts you quickly with all the free food. Very very quickly. No peach ice cream, I hear. That's the what the 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 people are saying. No peach ice cream this year. It's a big deal down there. That's a big thing. A Only loss. the masters gets people worked up about the concessions. You know, with three weeks in advance. We'll be doing we'll be doing some sandwich hacks from the fairway rolling oh, space. Nice. And uh, when we we'll we'll come over and toast you with a pimento cheese, and I'm not going to tell you what the other side of that is because that's <laughs> that's one of the hacks. It's one of the secrets. But thanks for coming on, buddy. Always right. a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Birdie buddies, big news! FanDuel is launching a brand new mobile golf game with PGA superstar Jordan Spieth. That's our guy. The game is called Jordan Spieth's Fairway Frenzy, and it's available to play now on. FanDuel's iPhone skill gaming app called FanDuel Faceoff. On FanDuel Faceoff, you can compete in all your favorite games against other real people for real cash. The app features a wide variety of games such as Wheel of Fortune, oh yeah, Atari Breakout Blitz, Scrabble Cubes, and now Jordan Speed's Fairway Frenzy. Jordan Spieth's Fairway Frenzy is just like real golf, where your goal is to stick the ball into the hole in as few shots as possible. Bonus points are awarded for bombing long drives and landing your approach shot close to the hole. You knock down birdies, eagles, albatrosses, or the elusive hole-in-one all for big points. Play for free or compete for cash prizes against a player of a similar skill or challenge your friends to finally settle who is the superior golfer Nathan and I will play against each other. Nathan will beat me. He is the superior golfer. On FanDuel Faceoff, contests are action-packed and last between two to five minutes. That means you can play games for cash during commercial breaks, waiting in line at the grocery store over a cup of coffee or whatever works for your schedule. The best part 
You can practice for free anytime without worrying about your game being interrupted by annoying ads. FanDuel Faceoff also has an awesome reward system that gives you bonus cash for playing both free and paid games. Plus, you can challenge your friends to a free or paid game to officially claim bragging rights. Search for FanDuel Faceoff in the Apple App Store or visit FanDuel.com slash Faceoff. For more information about the app, age and location restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See FanDuel.com slash Face-off terms for terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors passion, drive, and patience, the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply there we go my eagle enthusiast big big thanks as always to our homeboy brendan porath you know here on fairway roll and there is a golf tournament this week uh and we kind of like nathan and i secretly like these quiet second tier events because uh, it feels like you might be able to grab an unexpected name and grab some odds associated with that unexpected name and maybe produce some unexpected return on investment. The tour is in San Antonio. They're at the Oaks course. It is the Valero Texas open. Uh, and the main storyline is Ricky Fowler needs to win to make it to the masters. I uh, don't know if I could bet on Ricky Fowler this week, Nathan. Why? I mean, I'm going to bet him. Because you top think it's going to reverse jinx him? No, I'm going to bet him to top 10 and top 20. He's playing really good golf, man. He's he's playing really good golf. I don't want to bet him. Does he way. have to win to get in? He, yeah, he does. I he has to win to get right. in. Yeah. Yeah. He has to yeah, win. Yeah. To get yeah. In. He's got to win yeah. to get in. And look. He has finished between 10th place and 31st place in each of his last six starts. There we go. The only reason he's playing, the only reason he's playing this event, he would not be playing this event if it was not the only path for him to make it to the Masters is that it's golf, so it's weird. Golf is weird. It means he has to play aggressive, but this golf course doesn't really, it's not conducive to to aggressive play. No. It's not a bomb and gouge you really have to like keep it in the fairways you get off the fairways it's it's like treacherous you have to be super good at part threes that are over 200 yards long you have to be patient with the crazy wind because the wind gets cooking in the san antonio foothills yeah it's not gonna be too bad this week relative to some years past but i this event is the weirdest one on the calendar being before the masters because it just it doesn't help you get ready for the masters and so I don't, I don't understand why Terrell Hatton is playing this golf tournament, except that maybe he feels like 
he didn't get enough last week and he is always better on week number two or three. So it's a building thing for him. I don't understand why Hideki is playing this golf tournament, especially if his neck was bad enough last week to withdraw. Why don't we just give it a little bit more time so that he can go put the jacket on, shake hands and play? There, there's some strange choices in this field house. And I think as they revisit the schedule in years forward, they're certainly going to think about the timing of this one. One of the things that I wonder about, and we hit on it with Hideki uh, when we were chatting with with Brendan, um, I wouldn't be surprised if a handful of these these more prominent names or pullouts come Thursday. You know, they they're they're going through the trouble of of showing up here, and maybe there's there's some benefit to the reps, and then they it, they're giving themselves the option of competing at this thing. And the only way to preserve the option is the, is the commit, and then they get there and all you know, oh neck. Sore neck, sore knee, uh, load management, just like the NBA mm. guys, you know, okay, now it's time to go to, mm. I don't know. I, 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 for a couple of these guys, it feels like just preserving the option as opposed to a full commit to go play the tournament. Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, I, I really, my, my heart beats for my heart beats for Ricky Fowler this week. I would love to see it. But at this reeks of one of those tournaments where some guys further down the odds board. And again, if you've been paying attention, I mean, last week, Nikolai Hogard with his brother, the Dane, his, his, his brother. So good. Uh, yeah, his brother's not in this one, but Rass was, is, is not in this, but he is. Nikolai was second last week uh, in the DR, by the way, in a little bit of wind. He's sitting there at 50 to 1. It's somewhat tasty to me. And then I, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at all these guys who are sitting in the 66 to one category. You've got the Taylor Pendriths and the Alex Smallies, the Davis Thompsons, the Sam Riders. These are guys who earlier in the season had stretches of top fives, top tens, but in the last call it four to five tournaments have not been quite as strong. And so their odds have drifted down a bit, but these are guys who've all been in the mix of late and I just think for the price, you might put a little, a little multi-guy, uh, you know, an exacta of these guys to 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 get one of them to win at sixty-six to one. Yeah, there there are a couple of names that I keep showing uh, that keep showing up in some of the Monday treatments. You know, the early forecasting of how the week might go. Our homie um, Jason Sowell and some other folks that that we follow. I keep seeing Ben Griffin. I see the Bens. I see Ben yeah. Griffin and I see Ben Martin keep showing up. Yeah. Um, e each has, you know, various things to commend them. They're both uh, in form, um, some track record, at least for Ben Martin, of making cuts at this event. Uh, ben Griffin is probably playing a, a little bit better. And if you draw a correlation between this venue and like the Honda, Arnold Palmer, where it's kind of a tough venue, windy venue kind of thing. Ben Griffin um, uh, has, you know, two top 25s, in, in, including 14th at API, if you, yeah. if you make that connection. I, I like, um, I'm, you, you went the Hogard way in terms of uh, a European. I like another European, and I liked him last year as well, and he, he quietly cashed a few times for me. I'm looking at Ryan Fox. Um who came yeah. in to the, the match play and uh, had a nice surprising victory in the first round. He, he didn't, uh, my, my man Foxy, since coming over to the U.S., he tied for 14th at the Palmer, tied for 27th at the Players, and then advanced out of the group play at the match play last week. And you look at the official world golf rankings, you will find him inside the top 40. All these stats coming from our homeboy. Jason Sobel. So I, I really like a guy with that profile in, in, in this uh, kind of context. Uh, he's already in at the Masters, but like him just collecting, you know, the, the, these high finishes, a guy, you could bet him a sure. few different ways, you know, 40 to one to win. And then if you wanted a top 20 and top 10, him, I wouldn't, uh, that, that's definitely going to be part of my ticket this week. I, I think psychologically speaking, coming from the match play into this tournament, he's got to look at the field and go, I can beat every single one of these guys. I really think there's totally, something totally to be agree. said. Yeah, there's something to be said for those guys. You know, somebody who's probably not saying that, but who's had a heck of a lot of success of late on tour, and I do not want to let it go, which is Pearson Cootie. Not because I'm desperate to see him win at 125 to 1, but this is a, this is a University of Texas uh, golfer 
who's going to be finally playing a PGA Tour event in Texas. And uh, I, I just have a sense based on the way that he has performed. He's had some stellar, stellar rounds, has not strung four great ones together, but he's learning and you can see it happening in real time that this steepness of his learning curve is what stands out to me and the way that he's performing every time he gets back into one of these events. So interested to see Pearson Cootie. We'll want to take a look at what the top 20 odds look like, but if he's sitting at 125 to one to win this thing, I think we're going to like the the top 20 odds. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm also looking at, at Corey Connors, um, you know, high, higher up the board. He won here. Um, and he's had a little bit, he, he, he started off, uh, you know, pretty well Four top 25 finishes over his first six full field event starts. And then mm. he didn't play great at the Genesis. Uh, I think he, he missed the cut at both the Genesis and in, in Phoenix. Um, and, oh no, missed the cut at the players. So if he's, if he's, his, his problem's been putting, he's 113th in strokes gain putting, but he's second in strokes gain approach and third in straight strokes gain off the tee. This is measured over the last 48 rounds. So he's close mm. and the Bermuda grass greens at TPC San Antonio. He is, uh, he actually has strokes gained f- for him there. He's better on Bermuda than any other surface. So little Corey Connors channeling some, you know, the classic ball striker kind of vibe. Yeah, the the thing that is most <laughs> glaring as you look further down the odds board and you go, okay, w- way down, is there anybody who stands out? I, I can't even make this recommendation, but I'm sitting here looking at three-time tour winner Cam Champ at 200 to one. A guy yeah. who we know had a major offer to go to live and passed it up. And other than an eighth place finish at the Zozo in October has basically missed the cut in every tournament that he's played, save for a called a T53 at Farmers, but he shot a 77 on Sunday and just wasn't even in it. So this is a guy who's really struggling right now. Again, we watched what happened with Ricky when he had the big offer. We talked about it a couple of times, how he went to the woodshed and worked and worked and worked. And now you know, he's in a position to potentially, I mean, he's third, third, third guy, third favorite on the board this week. Here's Camp Champ, who had the same thing and just has not been able to find it. I'm going to be really, really interested to see if this streak continues. First of all, will Liv be interested in him? But second of all, is he going to be able to dig himself out? I just, I look at somebody like that, a three-time tournament winner, and at some point he's going to catch fire. He just literally, except for the Zozo, he's not shot a round in the 60s this season. Stunning house that we're here. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is an all-or-nothing guy. Two hundred one, you know, that's worth ten bucks. I don't hate that uh, at all. Um, I think that that's that's kind of it in in terms of picks for this upcoming event. We'll put on the Twitter machine if there are any other names that that we feel like um, we should have put out there. But birdie buddies, how about Georgia? Yeah, sing it, Nate. Georgia, let's go. Let's go. We're gonna be down. Can we go? We should go. We're going. Not only should we, not only could we, we gone. We're, we're definitely 100%. What's our schedule, uh, House? Well, Waffle House, uh, for sure. Uh, Zaxby's, uh, definitely. The concession stand uh, by 7. Yeah, we'll be over, over there if anybody wants to come say hello. All, all the, Dave the Chang best. in the FanDuel house. Dave Chang, yeah. I mean, uh, assuming his back... Let's him. God, the poor guy. I'm listening to to the Dave Chang uh, food pods and the poor homie is, is really under some duress. But I believe he's going to man up. I believe he will be there with us. He'll be on the grounds. And I think he might be whipping something up in, in our FanDuel house. I mean, he can't help himself, Nate Dog. I know. I believe there's food being delivered. So we'll have a lot to say <laughs> we'll have from a the lot FanDuel to say. house. We will. Uh, next week, jam-packed content from your friends at Fairway Rolling. Jam-packed content the, from the Podfather. The Podfather loves the Masters. We will all be together. I think there'll be some kind of content coming from the ringer.com all week long. We will be boots on the ground together. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and enjoy this amused boosh in, in Texas. Um you know, see who, who, who takes down this tournament. We're rooting for Ricky. That would be an amazing story coming into the masters. 
It is full-on golf season out there, my par-saving pals. Please throw a peg in the ground, and if you're able to do so, let's hit them straight out there.